big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Welcome back, my friends, to the pod that never ends. Gather round. Gather round. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 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 featuring myself, W. McWall. Yeah. And his very good self, the estimable, the inimitable, the awesome, the only. The essence of rock. The essence of rock. Yeah. There was the voice of rock, and then there is the essence of rock. Yeah. And that's you, John. It is, yeah. Say hello nicely. Well, hello. Yeah. To Johnny. John. Oh, I thought you were on yeah, yeah, no, I, I know you kind of crashed my scene there, but I'm used to that. <laughs> so, John, yeah, what will we talk about today? <laughs> Why do you always do that? You do know what? what you're going to talk about, and you throw it to me. Well, I want to, yeah, get you get you involved. But get you involved. were the one who came up with it. You were the one who said, "Let's do this." This subject that you're going to reveal in a minute. Yeah, but see, we're doing because a show. You, because with all your, you know, due thought and preparation, oh, I saw it on the news last night. <laughs> That's right. I like to keep things fresh. Yeah. I like to keep things fresh, John. You see what I mean? There I was last night uh, watching the international news, as I obviously must. Yeah. Um, and there was this item. Can I just ask, was this GB news that you appear on? <laughs> Uh, funnily enough, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. could have been just I mean, checking. Perfectly yeah. reputable yeah. news organisation yeah. that brings you when the they news when they employ you. <laughs> uh, anyway, comment on Rock's latest scandals. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Like, There's been a scandal in Rock. Let's call Mick Wall. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get any of the others. They all yeah. turned us down. <laughs> that that yeah. he always says yes. I did. You know, it's funny, John. The amount of people I've bumped into uh, that saw me doing that fat bottom girls yeah, thing on which GB we News. We should say Mick Wall appeared on GB News because fat Again. bottom girls had been cancelled or whatever it was. Well, there. Yeah. And so the researcher rang Brian May, said, Do you want? <laughs> They went to the next name on the list, yeah. Roger Taylor. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. They went to the next name on the list, that guy who's their singer now. He didn't want to do it. So they went to the next name on the list, which was W. Mick Wall. That's right. Yeah. And I, I, I stepped in. He picked up. I stepped up, helped the lads out. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. I mean, I, I don't watch. And so G- what you're saying is since then you have people rushing up to you. <laughs> go, oh, you were so right about Fat Bottom Girls. That was, you said what the nation thought. Do you, well, do you know, honestly, that's sort of what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say hundreds of people. No, no. I think like one person I bumped into last week, but also on Instagram. Who you'd sent the video to. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were watching it, you sent it a la to, mo. You sent it to the village WhatsApp group. <laughs> hey, have you seen me? Look over when I was on TV. Just like I used to be all those years ago. <laughs> Okay, you got me. I'm busted. That is what I did. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, so we're watching the telly. You brought in GB News. I think you I should you be said on you, GB News. You said you were watching the news, and I just said, was the it GB you, News? The way you talk so casually about the opposite sex, I think you should be on <laughs> um, You and Lisa Dominique, you'd be the dream team on The Breakfast Show, wouldn't you? John and Lisa. Breakfast <laughs> with John and Lisa. 
On you trying to say I should go on GB News with Lisa? You think I'm the sort of person who would go on GB News? I, what, 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 hang on, wasn't it just a pod or two ago you were saying I'll do anything? Yeah, I, I don't care what it is. Saudi I want money. Saudi money. Yeah, I did want Saudi money. But I still do. do I do. So what's that? What's that? What's that one that they Al Jazeera? I go on that. Do you know what? Al Jazeera is a very good channel. Yeah, it's a no, proper news channel. I told you I'd go on it. God is great. I just told you, I to will you. go on Al Jazeera. For no, you, Saudi, no you, what you said was, I'll go Saudi, on anything. You Saudi said, I'll money. go on anything. <laughs> I'm offering you yeah. a plum gig. Yeah. Breakfast show. Yeah. Genius. No, I wouldn't. I don't. You and Lisa. Because, no, start no. too early. What if we offered you a million pounds? Yeah, well, GB News are paying. How much did they pay you to come on and talk about fat bottom girls? Oh, what? I couldn't possibly reveal the intense contract no, negotiations. No, but looking around, I don't think it was a million pounds. <laughs> wow. 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 Well, that's me deflated. So, um, <laughs> so I, you were watching the news. As I do, because, you know, being a news... News kind of guy, that phone could go at any minute. Any could minute. You, could you come on? Yeah. And put, and put us straight about something. Anything you like. Yeah. Mate. I can yeah. tell you the, the actuality. Um, so I'm watching the news because I need to keep a flow of international yeah. information. Yeah. You know. And um, they had an item on Bob Geldof because right. there is a stage musical about to come out. Oh, I thought it was because he told Russell Brand to fuck off. Geldof. Yeah, that was good. No, I didn't see that. What didn't was that? You see, it was on TV last week when the whole Russell Brand thing blew up. Oh, yeah. They found a clip of uh, an old award show where Brand was the presenter and he was giving an award out. Geldof was the recipient. And he'd obviously said something smart-ass right. as Geldof walked up. And what? Yeah. Geldof just walked up to the microphone and I can't remember his exact words, but it was along the lines of, Russell Brand, fuck you. And just sort of gave him the death stare. Really? Russell Brand did his prancy, bloody, you know, yeah, yeah. witch hunter general dance vibe, whatever it was he used to do. Yeah, R- Russell Brand, he would have, back in the 80s, he'd have, he'd have been the sort of guy you'd see on Kerrang! or in a band or... Wouldn't he? How do you mean? Like, like John Newey or someone, you oh, know, like, the hair. Jesus Christ. Just, can we just disassociate John <laughs> Newey from, for legal reasons from Russell Brand? No, I'm saying, you know, groovy guy with you mean the, a the dandy, groovy haircut. A dandy. A dandy. A randy dandy, dandy right. as you put it just before we came on. A randy dandy. You're digging a hole for yourself here. The bird on GB News, <laughs> who was my opposite, my opponent, as it were, at the end, um, have they brought on an opponent f- to defend the fat the banning? Bomb? No, oh, I'm, I'm defending. You're defending it. fat bomb girl. She's saying it yeah. should be banned. You're fucking right. Right. Well, why should, did she think it should be banned? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I will dig the clip as I as I would urge. You get it. Go in the All village readers, WhatsApp group. Get it out. Go to YouTube. Go right to, now. Go to WhatsApp group. Local village. M Wolf. No, no, no. This is an international uh, situation. So she was a larger lady, and 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 oh, at I, the end of it, she's going, "Oh, you know, it's easy for a white middle-aged man." Yeah, to, which you are. And I said, "Oh, uh, she goes, yeah, but you don't have to live inside a body of a larger woman." And I said, "That's true." I said, "However, I have lived in the body of a larger." bald man in glasses for quite a long time now. So I think I understand your pain. I said, but it's just a it's just a song. It's just a silly song. It's just a bit of fun. And she said something like, um You just want you just want us to be happy fatties. Oh, I, she was she was there to take you down. No, I think yeah. you'll find any taking down was in the opposite direction. But I just burst out laughing. I couldn't stop laughing at Happy Fatty. So then I spent the next two minutes trying to work a situation where I could say... Trying to make it seem like you weren't laughing at that. No, no, I wanted to go, I do like Happy Fatties. Is there something (laughs) wrong with liking Happy Fatties? Better than a sad fatty. See, this is the level of debate that GB News (laughs) pay for. 
This is quality. As I was talking, I could see Eamon pissing himself. <laughs> He's like hiding behind the papers. Going, you can see the shoulders going. Um, yeah. And that woman he has working with him. Uh, very talented. Um, so I'm watching the telly last night and uh, uh, Geldof is being interviewed because there's going to be a musical stage show about Live Aid and it's called Just For One Day. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And so it's got Live Aid. Geldof. If and younger readers might not know, Live Aid, the festival, just lasted for a day. Yes, yes. So... Um, uh, uh, how far are we going to go with it? Are we, are we now going to go and Younger Readers Live Aid was a, no, a bloody so. blah? Well, it was the first ever sort of big multi-act televised festival thing for charity. Was it, uh, well, what was what well, no, was, it was yeah, for yeah. charity? Fairness, it was, yeah. yeah you, uh, televised. It gave you an extra reason to watch because it was for a very good cause. So... You know, they did the charity fundraising. Geldof was banging the table. Give us your fucking money now! Except in an Irish accent. Was he, was he from Northern Ireland? <laughs> yeah. It sound, he he sounded like the Reverend sound like, Ian I was Paisley. Say, sound like Ian Paisley. He did back in the North! Day. Stand up to the airy! Yeah. Oh my God, the machine is spiking. Well, it doesn't like you saying IRA. No, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> See, that's got you nervous. No, no, you, no. I'm a Republican to my heart. Yeah. Oh, yes. Did I ever tell you my dad? This <laughs> is in the late 60s. This is probably going to take a dark turn at this point, people. No, no. My my father used to have... I don't know if you remember, it probably might be before your time, he used to have these big old cars. They were called Humbers. Humbers? Something like yeah. that. Humbers? Humber. No. No. Um, he had this big old car. And he painted it in the colours of the Irish flag. Right. So the roof was green, yeah. the body was gold, and the doors were white. Right. And this is like 1970, <laughs> when all the bombs are going. I mean, it's really not funny, you know. Everywhere we went, he would be stopped at least once sometime. And they'd be like, all right, Paddy, where are you going then? He goes, oh, I'm going to let off a bomb. What about you? <laughs> I'll be going, fuck it. Prove <laughs> Um Yes, so that's lovely. Um, that's a good story. So they've got actors doing Geldof and presumably Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Who's ooh. very much part. Queen are very much part of this pod. As well. <laughs> well, Queen were very much the stars of the day, weren't they? Because, again, for the younger readers, yeah. if they don't know... Queen were the first band to work out what you should actually do as a medley because each mm. band only had five or ten minutes, so they would all do their best three songs. Well, apart from... Except for Queen, who came up with the idea of doing a medley. So in their ten minutes, they did all of their good bits. They did the their whole greatest hits yeah, album. Yeah, without Fat Bottom Girls. They'd already, they'd already <laughs> got ahead of that. That they curve. In, in, you know, f- almost 40 years' time, people won't like this song. We won't do that one, and <laughs> so, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were very good. So the Queen were very good on the day. So they will you, be. You're in saying it, they did all say. their hits. S- status quo famously opened the show. Yeah, with rocking all over yeah. the world. Which, but what were the next two songs? Duty in? bound to play, weren't they? Rocking all oh, over the world. Oh, it's a perfect start, you know. Yeah. But what were you said? They they played their most. Fa- what were the other two? I, songs? I bet they did. Whatever you want, whatever you like. No, whatever you do, you no, pay your money. Well, did they? I don't know. I don't think so. They did. Don't waste my time. Did they? Yeah. Wow. I know. I mean, so I love a, don't yeah, waste but, my time, but yeah. was it they've the had like sixty chart hits. Yeah. Here's one you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Both fan. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's for starving children. Don't waste my. And time. everyone knows that Status Quo were the first band on. Yeah. Who were the second band? This is a good question, isn't it? Ooh. Never come, never finish second. Band two. Band two. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, no one cares. Yeah. But the other, the other thing was the sort of the afternoon was almost the prime time, wasn't it? Because it was on TV. Yeah. And because they were throwing over, as they say, to Philadelphia. Where I was. Where you were the following night. Uh, the, no, not the, the, same, the same evening, but just hours. Yeah, different. so it did it finish quite early in 
Uh, we watched Status Quo on the telly at 7am, yeah. which was midday, yeah. so there's a five-hour difference. Yeah. So when it finished here, I, I don't even know what time it is. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't remember what time. I, I remember at the end, they had everybody out, obviously, and they did the Live Aid song, didn't they? Um, the Band Aid song. But I've got a feeling like it wasn't, I know it was during the summer, but it wasn't dark at that point in my mind. They would have had lights at Wembley. <laughs> You know, like when you watch England no, play at night. I mean, I, yeah. no, I know it that. Doesn't I know. Dark, does when it? I'm picturing it in my mind. Oh, yeah. In your mind. Yeah. In the windmill. Because then they're throwing over to, you know, as we've said before, they throw over to the, to the, the, pro- the, proper, the, the proper lineup in America where Led Zeppelin had reformed. It was very exciting. Black Sabbath had reformed with Ozzy. Absolutely. So it was big, big news over in the US. Mm. And uh, obviously they had the Bob Dylan at the end. Oh, yeah. Who, true to form, <laughs> decided he wouldn't play his three best night songs? <laughs> Who well, would have guessed? Well, no, he, didn't, he did do Blowing in the Wind, I think. I think he did, but did he, I'm that's, sure that's, we've that's spoken it. before about how he did some incredible obscurity with his other song. But the thing about Blowing in the Wind is, that is maybe his most famous song, or one of them. But it's the one really famous Dylan song no one ever wants to hear again. Yeah. It's fucking awful. I mean, I loved it, you know first time i heard it four million times ago but are you a yeah. dylan man no very much not yeah, yeah. not even very the exciting electric period no no i i that uh, yeah despite actually growing up within five miles of blackbush airport where i believe he played a very famous show he did Blackbridge Airport, Airport is now car auctions. They used to have a wonderful market there on the weekend. They Black did. Bush market. Yeah, we used to go down and get your uh, cheapo denim and leather jackets. Yeah, it was or good your trainers. Yeah, trailers. Yeah, that's why trainers are. Trainers. I think you said trailers. Nah, yeah. no. No, what we used to call them Tesco bounties. Right. So oh, I got Levi's. Did you go down he's there? Got, your, he's got. Did you go down there in your IRA car? <laughs> No, no. This is many years later after I had left my past behind. Yeah, yeah. Struck out to a brand new bright tomorrow in the countryside. And it was while I was out here that the future and current Mrs. Wall introduced me to the joys of Blackbush Market on a Sunday morning. Sunday, yeah. Sunday was Blackbush Market. Oh, that morning. Yeah. Was that? Eating yeah. a greasy burger. I don't know if they still do it. I really no, they don't. don't. The they don't. Gone. Oh, is it? Oh. Tragedy. Yeah. So Bob Dylan did headline there. You're quite right. Yeah. Um, back to Live Aid. Um, I was wondering how the hell are they going to do it? And I, I, I didn't see the whole item. But I think... It's going to be this, like the story of, so it's not just showing you. But I mean, it's, yeah, but it's sort of a classic idea for a jukebox musical, isn't it? Because you've, well, you've got, got all those guys. all of those songs yeah. that you can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you two were on it. Ugh. Who I saw a back doing some strato dome in Las Vegas. Did you see it? Oh, they've those pictures. This, yeah, they built this enormous yeah. dome in Las Vegas. Yeah. Obviously, the key is it's Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So they're so, not touring. They, no, no, no. You just—I mean—that's where you taking go the money to, in yeah. Vegas. That's where old rock stars go. Well, to you die. know, it's good because they come to you. You know, <laughs> and it's the dream. you make a lot of living money. the dream. They come. No to road you. expenses. No. One stay show, in, just do it every night. Stay in the big hotel. I mean, Elvis had it sussed years ago. He did. Yeah. Was touring. See, yeah. nineteen sixty-nine, he started doing that. Mick Mars has said he's left behind planes. And yeah, Vegas. Well, well, no, Nashville. If you want to see Mick Mars, oh, he won't leave Nashville. No, oh, well, okay. he'd have to go to Vegas, wouldn't he? He doesn't do planes. <laughs> road trip? Well, it's a long road trip, isn't it? Nashville yeah, but, to Vegas. Yeah, but the, you'd be getting a nice tour bus, you know. Yeah, sit at the wants, back. Yeah, bats maybe hanging yeah. upside down. Yeah, yeah. Cobwebs. Yeah. Dry ice. Yeah. Chicks. It's weird. The the only trouble from the point of view of the pod for Live Aid is it was 1985 it happened, which is kind of just before the big rock explosion, wasn't it? You know, it was like if it had been in 1995, well, you would have had Guns N' Roses and you would have had 
Maiden, and you would have had, yeah, you know, you've had all of those. But you, well, you probably had a Pearl Jam and that kind of thing. But 1985, it was sort of pre. I mean, let's face it, Motorhead weren't on. No, you know, Saxon weren't on. Thin Lizzy weren't. Thin on. Lizzy weren't on. And if it yeah. wasn't for Phil Liner, Geldof, you know, I yeah, mean, Phil showed so him the So why wasn't Phil on? I've got a feeling Brian Adams was on. I think he was on in America. Yeah. Because yeah, I, in fact, he definitely was because I saw him. Yeah. yeah. So they had a sort of bit of rock, but not. Well, in America. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. I, but you they were trying, I mean? for, the, they were few, trying for the broadest. Few, exactly, were. But there was just wasn't that, you know, it's not like you could go, oh, well, you, I mean, for example, it was during Aerosmith's drug period, wasn't it? They weren't on. You know, had it been a few years later, they would have probably been on as this mm. classic American type rock band. But mm. it was too early for Motley Crue to be on, which would have been, you know, Vince would have been up for it. <laughs> <laughs> as he was for the Moscow Peace Festival. <laughs> Fat Vince yeah. coming out to feed the world. Yeah. 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 So, what's yeah. it of all the festivals, John? You've ever been to? What is the greatest? Oh well, yeah. But I'm often asked this question. Oh, are you? And I always say it's either the uh, Workington Rock Festival <laughs> of 1989 or something, where we went all the way. It was called the Cumbria Rock Festival, and we went all the way to Workington. Beautiful which is town. A long way away. Suit the appropriately named Workington. Yeah. A long way away. Mm. And from memory, Marillion were on. Uh, Wolfsbane were on. Was this the festival you were banging on about a few weeks ago? Because a reader wrote in. Did they say they were the there? Poster. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, and they, that's they, right. They corrected you on a few yeah, actualities. Maybe Little Angels were on. I can't remember. Sounds like one of those tremendous it lasted, it lasted British music days. festivals. It, it lasted for a few days. And that was where and I'm pretty rain? sure, I know, I'm pretty sure that was where we ended up in some hotel room somewhere. And oh, I yeah. remember Ginger was there. No, Ginger was there. Were there and chicks in the room, yeah, John? But the, I hope there I'll wasn't was banging going on. I'll tell you who, <laughs> tell you who was the in the door, room. At the door, you know. There was some maniac with a tattoo gun. And was literally just scribbling on people's arms with the tattoo what? gun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that it stayed forever? Yeah, yeah. It was a tattoo gun. It was a tattoo needle. And the guy was just... Pe- people were so hammered. It was, was just like literally scribbling on their arms. Fuck me. Unbelievable. No, I remember that sure happening. That and I, I, in the end, I pulled him aside. I said, yeah. Aussie, yeah. <laughs> you, you just got to call it. Yeah, yeah. So that was the Workington Rock Festival. And that's your greatest that experience. <laughs> my oh my. Yeah. No, well, I suppose I would, I would, go, no, I, you I, would go back, I would go back to as as a as a young whippersnapper and coming from from where I do Reading Rock was the one when ah. you cuz when you were sort of 16 or something to go to Reading Rock and pitch a tent down by the river. Did you? Is that what you said, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did not. We did. You pitched a tent? Yeah, bloody right. When you say we? You had to pitch a tent. Any yeah. women involved? No. Oh. <laughs> there were no women at the Reading Rock Festival. Uh, not in those in the days. Listen, my daughter's yeah. now going oh, now, to Reading. Oh, now. Completely I had to different. drop them yeah. off this year, and I'm going, yeah. there aren't it's any good. men. I know. That, yeah. It's all young yeah. women. And it's like, there's no sort of oceans of mud and no. takeaways. No it's one like, yeah. throwing full like, plastic oh, bottles you, of piss. Yeah, would you like a, uh, <laughs> a falafel with, you know, pomegranate? And <laughs> They weren't selling that stuff. Check this out. Yeah. They had fucking sniffer dogs. So, God forbid, you might turn up at your rock <laughs> festival with a bit of weed in your yeah, pocket or something. Yeah. Fucking yeah. out, mate. You can't yeah. come in. This was a barren farmer's field outside of Reading by the river with the Michael Schenker group <laughs> somewhere in the distance, you know. That was Reading. <laughs> was he it still was playing? I tell you, what I did see there was the Black Sabbath gig when they had the massive Stonehenge, the only time they could ever use with it. Gillen. With Ian Gillen. Uh, saw that. Finish and with my woman. If memory says, if I've, got, if I've got this right, that was the same year that the following night was Thin Lizzy's last ever gig. 83. 
if that was 80, if I've not got them, because I went to a few, so it might be confused in my mind, but I'm pretty sure no, it's if it was Sabbath, Sabbath on the Saturday 83. and then Thin Lizzy's last gig on the Sunday. I remember Thin Lizzy's last gig was a real down, I mean, no atmosphere, oh, down, real downer, yeah. It, I think it fucking rained that day yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it did. I remember, and I saw Alice Cooper there one year doing his whole, they had the whole guillotine thing at that point. Right. Right. So it was early 80s, mid-80s. It was 83, John. And I'll tell you why I can pinpoint it. Because that Gillen Sabbath album that came out, which is why they did Reading Crystal, Born yeah. Again, I was asked to write the... You know, in those days, they'd send you the... Re- it was a record. Yeah. And inside the sleeve, there'd be a few pages of, like, a bio. Yeah, yeah, like a, pro- a record company bio, they used to call it. Yeah. I was asked if I would write that. If it was a bit... Usually, this is just to say, if it was just a bog-standard band, the press officer would write yeah. it, and it would be quite short. But when it was an album they really wanted to make everyone feel special, they said, oh, well, we've asked so-and-so to write a yeah. bio, and it would yeah. be a few pages long, yeah. have an interview with the band, and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, you get it. you get like a couple of hundred quid for it. It was a good gig. Oh, in 83, I think it was more like 50. 50 yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. But but listen, so... Um, I used to get a couple of... Summer of 83. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I was not at my height. No, I, not at your full height. I wasn't at my three or four. I wasn't at my fullness. And no one knew if I ever would be again, even yeah. I. Uh, but I'd been their PR in 1980 yeah. with Heaven and Hell and all that. Um. And I guess Pete Mikowski wasn't around, so they just fucking searched me. How they found me, I don't know, because I was living with a a fucking lunatic girl in Chiswick in a flat where with one phone that you couldn't dial out on. Right. You could get incoming calls because yeah. of the bills. You know. yeah. um, somehow they found me, and I had to go to the phone box up the road to ring them. Right. And they were like, can you do the biog? Yeah, but... 50 quid, 100 quid, whatever it was. I was like, absolutely, 50. I was on the doll. 50 50 quid? quid, Fucking hell. Only trouble was I I didn't have a typewriter anymore. Um, I thought, that doesn't matter. No. In my adult state, I'm like... You're just thinking 50 quid. That's That's all I can think of is 50 quid. And so in longhand, I wrote this bio from... There's no Google in those days... Plus, my memory is not at its zenith. Um, I just wrote this absolute piece of shit, convinced that they they would just go, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I sent it in. I didn't hear anything. Oh. Where's my 50 quid? Yeah, where's the 50 quid? Back mate? to the phone box, two peas. Hello, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Where's my buddy? Um, and. It was Bernadette Coyle when she said something like, Mick, you weren't serious when you sent us that way. Yeah? 
I went, what's the right answer? So I went, yeah. well, it's my notes, you know. She goes, we're not paying you for that. That's, it was rubbish. <laughs> you obviously didn't even listen to the album, did you? Yeah. Obviously fucking not. Yeah. What do you want from me? 50 quid. So they never used it. Oh, Can you believe that? No, that's disgraceful. That? Utter, and I never got paid. I mean, given the seamless multinational <laughs> operation that Ian Gillen joining Black Sabbath was... <laughs> Managed yeah. by Don Arden. Yeah. I they mean, it probably all, showed it, it all to wor- Don. It all worked out so well for them. Yeah, because that Reading Rock was a disaster. They, that was when they'd had. This is people always think this is where Spinal Tap got the Stonehenge thing from. Apparently, it, it can't have been because Spinal Tap was already, already done by that point. Right. But was they they had a disastrous uh, moment with the album cover. Which, if you ever hear, the person that designed it was Crusher Jewel, who was Kerrang's designer, and did the classic, you know, was commissioned to do it, left it till the, n- the night before it was due. <laughs> was scrabbling around, found a picture of a baby, and put some sort of a fake, newborn baby a newborn crying. Baby crying, and put some fake sort of devil horns on it. Not even convincing. <laughs> it just you and I could have done it, you know, and turned it red. So that, there's no element of a sort of stage show there. So they decided. Plus they had my yeah. Oh shit, sorry, it's the mic. Plus they had my biog. Yeah, class. <laughs> yeah. class. Crusher's picture and the biog building up. So they had nothing for the stage set. So they decided they would build a Stonehenge replica and have it on. And at Reading, it looked great, but they but it was so big. When they went indoors, it, could, it didn't fit on any of the stages. Right. So as Ian Gillen, I did have to interview Ian Gillen a couple of years later. Must have been a, because I didn't join Kerrang! till 87. But I remember interviewing him. He said to me what they ended up doing with it was uh, chucking it in the dock at Rotterdam. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know what to do. So it got chucked in the dock and it sank. Wow. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, actually, there's a salvage job. Yeah, there. there's a salvage job to be done if you want. 80, it. 93, that's 40 years ago. Yeah, but quite we good. Could. It's probably like marine, it's got all marine life swimming around it now. Quite good. Maybe we could get Sabbath back together with Gillen. This yeah. is what I'm talking about. Never mind the DI lineup, never mind the Aussie lineup, yeah. never mind David the, Donato, the Tony cat. Martin, yeah. and all the other fuckers. Gillen. Yeah, born again. It's the one they but haven't performing it's the one it they, underwater. It's the one they haven't bought back, and that's why we're going to do it. Yeah, John. underwater, yeah. underwater. John. So anyway, I do. Yeah, that would that festival I do remember. Yeah, mm. and and Marillion were on Reading one year. That was eighty three. Oh no, it might be no. 82. I think it was before 82. that. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was eighty three. No, it wasn't 82. No, it was 82. It was 82, I 82, think. Because they got signed. Yeah, they were on very early in the day as and well. And they got signed. And shortly after that, Market Square Heroes yeah, came out yeah, as a, as a single. Right. Yeah. I remember um, Mark Kelly telling me, you know, on the ty- the first album script for, for a Jester's Tear. For a Jester's And you know the actual tier. track. I do. I do know that because I was a big fan of Reading back in those days. Hence my appearance at Reading Rock. <laughs> but you know, there's that bit. Like, so here I am once more in the playground of the broken heart. That's what he had an upper register. Yeah, one more experience, one more entry in a diary. diary. Yeah, you see well the band just, yeah, the, well the band going, we're not putting that bit of music, <laughs> mate. You're just going to have to speak that bit. Well, there comes a moment, it's a sort of mysterious, yeah, yeah. foggy intro. Yeah. And then there's a little thing on the keyboard Mark yeah. Kelly does. I'm losing on the swings. I'm losing on the roundabout. And then it goes into the Genesis bit of too much, too soon. I'm dancing. The game well, is over. Mark told me. He said when we were doing that track, that well, album, should we say at this point, Mark Kelly is the most indiscreet member. <laughs> Marvellously yeah. indiscreet. When I was doing their book, their official biography, this is 86 or something, and um, I was very, um, uh, you know, conscientious and I went on the road and I interviewed him I went to the houses blah, 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 blah. and um, I'm at Mark's 
and we're talking about that album. And uh, it was all done very low budget. They they finished they did it at the Marquee Studios. Yeah, I think. yeah, just to write in Soho. Yeah, and literally that was one of the last things Mark did. And it was like six in the morning, and everybody's like, "Can we fucking go?" You know, mm. he's got to come up with something. So he comes up with, and he said, "Do you know where I got it from?" He goes, "You can't put this in the book." You know, mm. he said, um, "Do you remember that Small Faces song?" Oh, what that lazy is it lazy? Do 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 so back to festivals. Yeah. Now, you're not going to ask me what my favourite one Yeah, what was your favourite one, Mick? So many, John. Yeah. So many. Um, remember in 85, the year of Live Aid, I was there at the American one. Yeah. Uh, but the same year was the first Rock in Rio festival. Yeah. And I have to say, I really did enjoy that. Yeah. But not necessarily to do with being at the festival you see more to do with being the fact all the bands are in two hotels which are about 100 yards from each other yeah on copacabana beach oh nice so good time it's a bit different to donnington where you're either in the post house (laughs) or the uh what was the other one the novotel (coughs) the novotel Novotel. or the post house yeah yeah well but that was you see that was uh when you came along before before you came along we used to just drive there on the day and drive home again. Oh. It was it was literally maybe even the year you arrived or the year before we suddenly said, shall we get a hotel? I mean, shall we just fuck's sake get a hotel? So that's what happened yeah. after that. Um oh, that would have been eighty seven, I think, the first one I went to. Well, eighty four was my first and Crusher drove us. <laughs> Do you remember the In green, the green machine. machine? Yes. Which was, Which a, was, no, it was one always, of those, they now call it. it a Citroen Dolly, don't they? <laughs> I think it was a but, Honda. It was a Honda. No, it was a Citroen. No, it was, it was, a, it was a Citroen. I'm telling you now. All right. I'm sure it was a Because I remember Skylet manning about cars, and I, I remember saying to him, what is this? And he went, a Honda. I'm like, a oh, Honda? <laughs> That's a fucking moped, isn't it, mate? <laughs> he was like, looking at me like, fuck off. We, we drove up from Terra Tower, where he lived yeah. in... Uh, Bermans, yeah, and we drove up with Kelly Pike, who was yeah, a, a great PR. Yeah, she's not a the... Virgin, Virgin Records. <laughs> I wasn't insulting anyone. Oh God, no! Because you and your, you know, more PC. Yeah, mode. I wouldn't do that. No, because you might get cancelled. I, I wouldn't. You, there's no way. There's you're no canceled. way. A man of my integrity yeah. and bona fides. But I remember we drove up to Donington. We had a couple of cases of probably lager. We had a bottle of mezcal. Yeah. We had a bottle of tequila. We had a bottle of old granddad whiskey. We had a big bag of weed. <laughs> and we had a couple of grams of, uh, what do you call that stuff, John? So it's basically like the, it's basically like the opening <laughs> to fear and loathing, except you're going to Donington rather than Las Vegas. Yes, and it was a yeah. really sunny day. Yeah. I remember we got there in the parking bit um, and I literally fell out of the car and I went up to the, you know, you got your passes on. I was on hands and knees as I entered the backstage area. Like, honestly, yeah. not not making fun, just trying no, to get just, to the gig. Yeah. <laughs> and then I collapsed face first on the ground and I was, must have been there at least an hour before someone got me <laughs> because I was supposed to be reviewing Y and T and Gary Moore who were yeah. like really... Low on the bill, yeah, yeah, like one yeah. of the first bands on. Yeah, I completely missed both of them. So I was <laughs> unconscious on yeah. the floor at, at one p.m. and uh, and I remember going around asking people what happened. Uh, and then you know the Kerrang used to review all of it, and it'd be like double page spread or four pages. Remember, and there'd be like um, uh, Van Halen were on that year, I think. The Van Halen review would be like, a couple of yeah, cards, yeah, oh, yeah, really yeah. set the scene. ACDC, the headlines, oh, it's two pages yeah. at least, you know. And, 
And then there's a Gary Moore. I swear to God, man, it's about an inch long. And then another really long review after it, whoever came next. And then Gary Moore, about an no, inch long. Y&T. Y&T, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, uh, good reviews. Yeah, excellent reviews. Just not a excellent great reviews, deal of yeah. actuality, you see. Yeah. See, the first time I drove to Donington, uh, which would have been 87, because I had in my flash way, because I was coining in so much money from correct. Because <laughs> they did pay well in those days, you know. They, they, pay they paid then. you well, they didn't they, pay me well. They pay then what they pay now. It's true. And it was a lot easier to live. true, yeah. Not that I would write for them now. But, yeah. but um, I had a um, an MG midget. You remember those cars? Like did you really have an nice, MG? I used to love yeah, them. Yeah, really nice little cars. Two-seater? Yeah, two-seater. tiny, tiny back Two-seater with a little shelf on the back. But in in the other seat, inevitably, was Marino. <laughs> and where was yeah. Lisa in the trunk? Yeah. <laughs> you tied her up and put her in. No, I, I honestly, and that must, I think that was the year that we we were driving in because because it was quite, you know it was like a nice car. And you used to have those car passes. Do you remember? Oh yeah. They'd send you a car pass through the post, and you were supposed to stick it in your windscreen to show that you could go in the car park and not have to yeah. park in. Leicester or wherever it was yeah. that you had to park otherwise <clears throat> so we're driving in and we were uh, behind I can't remember, it was someone from Motorhead I can't remember it was in their car going in ahead of us Wurzel? It might have been Wurzel or someone like that but it was like all the kids are like they're all looking at oh it's Wurzel it's Wurzel and then they see this quite flash <laughs> MG <laughs> And Marino's next to me, and he's sort of thinking, oh, they're all going to be, you know, doing something. And all all the kids going, oh, disappointing, you know. So my first experience of arriving at Donington was of disappointment that I was me. Yeah. 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 But that sort of followed you through your career. Well, it did. That was very much setting the tone. I can't remember who was on that year, 87. Was it Bon Jovi, maybe? It was Bon Jovi. They were the headliners. Yeah. (gasps) I told it, you this story before, didn't I? I went back. Oh, that was this. Is, I went yeah. back to interview John yeah. backstage yeah. for Radio One. Yeah, and no one was allowed in his special, special enclave. There was backstage, then there was VIP backstage, and there was dressing room backstage, and then there was this John area where he was just in there on his That's own. That's right. Yeah, and I was ushered in because obviously, but bros, you know, bros. And I'd just seen them on Top of the Pops a couple of nights before. This was at a moment when I was, honestly, I was really probably working on the Marillion book or something, but I was just travelling. I just didn't... You just, like, you I didn't time keep up. for Bon Jovi. I didn't keep up. No. Slippery When Wet had been out, like, nearly a year. Yeah. And in those days... It had been out more than a year. 87, it would come out about, sort of, 80... 86. 86, early, maybe, 86. No. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm going to look it up now. How you much do you want to bet me? You keep talking. And I'll no, look I'll it talk up. and, and yeah, you'll owe me a tenner. How much, do I, want to, what, how much do I want to bet the man who's literally just said I didn't know what was going on? Tenner. I'll bet you a tenner right now. I'm not, I'm not entering yeah, your Slippery When Wet came out in only, September 86. I know this shit. I only bet when the odds are very heavily in my favour. No, I wouldn't bet on this uh, one then. No, exactly. I'm not betting. I've told you. But I'm just looking it up. Go on. No, all right. Well, that, that's. Yeah, listen, so. Um, I've seen them on Top of the Pops a couple of nights before doing yeah. their latest single. Yeah. I think it was Never Say Goodbye or something. Right, right. Now, the thing was, I'd never actually listened to the album. Yes, you're right. August the 18th, 1986. Tenor, please. Yeah. Tenor. Yeah. That'll be a tenor. Yeah. Um, I'd never really listened to the album because they had all the singles. I mean, well, yeah, what do you need, you know? Um but suddenly they're on top of the pops. I remember just sort of seeing it quickly, probably leaving for Donington the next day, and I'm like, oh, they've got a new single out. Fucking hell, must have a new album out. And I made the fatal, the fatal error. error. As me and John are bonding. Yeah, no one's blood on back. blood. Blood on blood. Bro on yeah, bro. Yeah. Dude, blaze of dude, glory. Blaze of glory. Yeah. And um, I said, oh, I, uh, I love the new album. <laughs> complete wank yeah. yeah yeah to soften him up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he looked at me like he went we don't have a new album yeah I went oh <laughs> <laughs> did 
did you then say, oh, so I was just trying to soften you up? No. You I didn't I, say that? No, because no. I got caught off guard. Yeah. I was... I hadn't seen it coming. No. So I sort of, sort of went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean the new, I don't mean the new album. I mean the. I don't think the I even album. That. I just mean the album. I was just like, oh right, yeah, yeah, cool. So how are you enjoying your day? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're always tight. Yeah. Now, if I was to tell you what my favourite all-time festival Woodstock. Was. I was 11 years yeah. old when Woodstock was on. Yeah, in your IRA car. <laughs> in America, we'd have been greeted yeah, you as would, fucking you heroes, heroes mate. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Pass uh, the pint pot round for the donations. <laughs> um, and truthfully, I, I don't know, because there have been so many. Jobs. No, too, it's so just too many to even... Too many. What was the last one you went to? Fucking hell. Oh, uh... The Eagles in Hyde Park. Was that a festival, though? Oh, no, they that's count true. No, that was a festival. Fest. It's not it's no, just it's a gig, outdoors. isn't it? It's just yeah. a gig. No, it wasn't a festival. It's just a gig. Um, I'm trying to remember, the last one I went to was either Gilfest, which was great. What was that? Peter Andre singing Mysterious no, I tell you, Girl. No, that was, uh, we again, without rehashing old podcasts, that was the, the PR for Gilfest was Roland Himes. So oh, it was fantastic. Because he was from Gilfest. Yeah, and it was it was great. And we saw the best band at Gilfest were the Australian Pink Floyd. <laughs> who by the time they'd finished was like watching the real Pink Floyd. Better. But only in Guildford. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, that was to good. me that's ten times exactly better. it was good. It was great. It was really good. Gilfest or I went to, um, I think there was something to do with classic rock, and I went to Victoria Park in oh, London, yeah. and Judas Priest did yeah. Nostradamus. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. Well, that was yeah. possibly the last... I must have been to... I can't remember, John. I've been around. And then they had the bloody... Uh, they had Thin Lizzy, but it was with the bloke from The Almighty. Do you know why, though? Because he's Ryan Irish. Died, you see. Yeah, that's years what I knew. Because he died. I, I, but I he was going. I walked trying up to, to get him. But. I walked up to him and I said, "You won't know this, <laughs> but I was in what you advertised as your last ever gig at Reading Rock in 1983, <laughs> and I'm not particularly happy that I've come to this. And you're, how come you're playing? Yeah, you know? where's Phil? Yeah, where's you Phil? You say, where's Phil? Yeah, for a start. You said, you can't fool me. It's not the same fella on the vocals as it was. No. Yeah. I mean, he looks completely different. Completely different. He looks like this bloke I used to know in a, in a minor band called The Almighty. Anyway, so... Mm. Um, so I saw that and it was I, I tell you what one of my most pleasant experiences was, was uh, 2009... Uh, download Festival. And he said right. Donington. It is Donington. But it, isn't it? They just changed the name of it. They have, but everything changed. I mean, Donington was a one-day thing. This was like a whole weekend. Um, and backstage, John, they had teepees. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you could go in and get like a cappuccino. I mean, yeah. can you have imagined Not that? really, because, I mean, the, the, the backstage area at Donington, yeah. which people used to aspire to get into... It's very much like when you see, you know, some sort of disaster area on the news and they put those <laughs> tents up. Yes. <laughs> That's what it looked like, essentially. It, it was did. very difficult to tell the difference between that and a Red Cross operation. Well, as, you tr- yeah. as you were trudging through the well, mud. One had a bar and one didn't, presumably. Presume. In fact, it would be easier to tell you some of the worst festivals I've ever been to than find a good one. But the 2009 uh, was amazing to me because I hadn't been... Mm. to a Donington or a Download since the early 90s. So it was completely different. Yeah. But here's a little actuality that I found that I had not anticipated. I mean, I hadn't anticipated cappuccinos in a in a wigwam, but there were quite a lot of younger bands. What's that guy? He was in... Um, he was in Pantera. And then he had it, the singer. He had his own band. Phil Anselmo. Yeah. What was his... Down... Down, you, this is down? this is your idea of a younger band. <laughs> well, to me. <laughs> so we're backstage and uh, Phil comes over to me. He's got no shirt on. Yeah, well, why would he have? Yeah, like, Hot day. He's, but don't really come and talk to He's me. Put down. a fucking shirt on, you know. Yeah. Anyway, he shook my hand and he goes, it's an honour to meet you, sir. 
Wow. Who did he think you were? I think he thought I was Mick Wall. It was an honour to meet you, sir, because I'm an old cunt who isn't around anymore. Yeah. What a cunt. Yeah. And then I met a couple of other young bands. What he's doing there is he's disrespecting you by, you be, so? by being nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that. No. I haven't driven all the way yeah. to listen to this, it's an honour to meet you, yeah. sir. Yeah, Like, fuck you, you know? Like you would have said. Oh, oh. Um, but the, but there, was a, there were other, I can't remember what they were called, but, you know, younger bands and only six albums or something. And... Uh, they were they going, ah, oh, Mick, you know, if you want us to, we'll kick Axel's ass. <laughs> I'm thinking, can you all just yeah. fuck off and leave me alone? Yeah. Oh, there's Def Leppard over there. Yeah, over there. Whoosh. <laughs> Joe, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> which, of course, they do, yeah. which is good and yeah. also very old making. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember probably one of the worst ever was when we went to see Deep Purple at Nebworth oh, in 1985. Um, it absolutely tipped down with rain and the backstage area was your classic mud bath. Yeah. But they had some tables and I remember we we didn't venture out into the crowd to watch the band. We stood on tables so we could see the stage. Right, yeah. Pretty good view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pouring with rain, all holding plastic beer glasses with rain going into it and uh, i could see pretty good and then i'd realized as time went on i I couldn't see quite as well i couldn't see over the heads and then you look down (laughs) and literally the table had sunk all the way into the ground no let we were literally standing on the ground yeah um i remember when we got back to the hotel that day i literally had mud from about my belly button to the soles of my feet. That yeah. was it. Mud. Yeah. And I'm in the fucking the, VIP yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what it was like out the front. Yeah. Meatloaf yeah. was on the bill that day. He got oh, was absolutely, he? yeah, he got absolutely bottled That would have been off. in that weird period for Meatloaf where he was just sort of... They don't want know. me where I used to be, so yeah. I'll see if the heavy metal bozos yeah. will like me. And it's yeah. kind of touch and go. Yeah. They literally bottled him off stage. Yeah. So it wasn't really touch and go. It was, it was just go. <laughs> it was sort of go on that sort of yeah. fuck off level. Yeah. That yeah. sort of fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, John, anything else to add? Well, no, we... just that I very much look forward to seeing a musical of Live Aid. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Feed the, the world. Let then no, it's Christmas. A day. terrible song again. I don't know if it's true, but I, I've read an interview once with Justin Hawkins where he said he wanted to call the Darkness his first album. Do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't let it. So oh, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Love the Darkness. Yeah. Love, love the darkness. them. Love them. And on that bombshell. Goodbye. How do I stop this, Fern?